She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the book besties. Yeah, let's totally off topic, but uh, three other people that want to read smutty books with me. He's definitely naked at the breakfast. Methinks I was enamored with an ass. Molly and her boobies. That is like the worst Google ever. Uh, Tom, please end it there. Back, bitches! We We are here. Kind of queer. Book queer. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, listen. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. I've had to do this. Let me just stretch it out. (laughs) Yeah, so we took a few weeks off in between Mm -hmm. season three and our kickoff for season four. We have some really great things planned for the season. And honestly, season three, we had a lot of amazing things planned. And it's just we got sick. So we ended up doing all those amazing things. Life happens. You know when life happens and like everything is shit all at the same time. But we That's did all of those things. We did all of those things, but we were just tired. Like so tired. I, I moved. Flu and I moved in the middle I, of the season. I know. And I had the flu and COVID and you got COVID and the flu. And then the flu. And it was just like exhausting. But I want to just take a minute to say season four. Okay. We've Whoa. been at this for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, have we grown. We have. So when we started this, like, for those of you who are just joining us, plug it in for season four. Where, where have you been? Feel free to go back and listen to our back catalog. I mean, but I'm glad you're here. Season but like, one is not, we, we were learning our way in season one. Just um, enjoy the books. I mean, right. you got vampire sperm there. Like You can learn about vampire solid, sperm. Yeah. I mean, which is a solid book bestie basic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's true. And emotional mm-hmm. support Johnny Depp. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we didn't know if anyone would listen this started as a dream molly had a dream a literal dream and I texted me and sa- said hey a i had this dream no <laughs> i had this dream <laughs> molly we've only made it two minutes rain it in you. girl <laughs> i've just missed you so much i know gosh so Molly had this dream. She texted me and said, hey, I had a dream that we started a podta- podcast and it was called Book Besties. And I was like, let's do that. That sounds awesome. How do we do that? She says, literally, yes, I actually said, that? how do we do that? <laughs> and I, we, go, I don't know. And we kind of <laughs> think I know the things. We kind of never really did the research that we probably should have done when we started the podcast. We just decided to just do it. And so along I mean, the way. the best things in life, you dive in at yeah. first. Zero well, that's not really how I do things. It is how you do things. <laughs> but I didn't really have the time. Yeah, this, is a hyperfixi- this is one of my longest hyperfixations. So oh, welcome. We've made it a year and a half. Um, I mean, that's pretty goddamn long. It is. It is. <laughs> so, you know, the premise started as long distance best friends who've known each other for a very long time. Ten plus years. Yep. We've actually, well, it's been longer than that because we met in 2009. Mm-hmm. So, um, we've born. known each other longer than I've been married. Um, and your wedding. I know you were, you were pregnant <laughs> at my wedding. Very pregnant with tater tots. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we give each other books to read and we read them and we talk about them. And along the way, we've made some, uh, bookstagram our friends, our friend Alexa, who's been on the pod and possibly authors again, some awesome authors, independent author, Kendra Thompson, Thomas, sorry, Kendra, Kendra Thomas, and our bestie, Francesca Zappia, Chessie, who's been on twice and is coming on again this season. Um, I'm so excited about that new book. I know, me too. And she's just remarkable and we love her. And look at that cover. Grey Misfire is going to be awesome. We don't have that. We do have that. We have arcs. We showed it off before. (laughs) I know. Um, So we didn't know if anyone would listen to this. And now we are charting in some countries, several, many. We have off and on. The Philippines, uh, Canada in November. Like we hit North America last season. Ireland. We hit Canada. Uh, We still have not trended in 
our home country of the United States. Where are you at? But North America, what up? North America, we're a part of that. So, um, and we probably have 200 regular listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, people that just find us along the way. But there are 200 people that each week are are listening over the course of that week, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Wild. I don't think I, I, I even I, know 200 people. I mean, it, it's literally ADHD and anxiety having a, a day date and hoping for the yes, best. Yes, yes. And if you're wondering who is what, just listen to the episode because you will if find you out. If you don't know by now, you really not. If you don't know which one of us is anxious and which one of us is ADHD. I am anxious and ADHD, but this that is, is besides the point. But they go hand in hand. So, so I missed you. I missed you. I missed you. I got my hair cut, but it's up because me. I really um, love the color you went with this time. I've had that color before, too. Oh, you got two-tone. Oh, I've had the purple. I did the Tibetan. I did the two-tone ourselves. I thought it but, was just the teal. Oh, no. The teal's been on top. I, I'm growing out the undercut, right? Yeah. But it's getting really heavy on top. So I went to get it cut, and I went to a new salon because... Long story, but I went right. to a new salon. Right. And I'm waiting for my turn at the wash bowl. Right. And this older woman who's a little bit older than my mom starts talking to me and asking me what I did. And I was telling her about the podcast or talking back and forth. And if she's listening, she asked me about the podcast and showed me where on Spotify to show her where to get it. So if you're Aww. listening, I, I appreciate it. Um, so we were talking and she asked me what my favorite book was last year. And I told her, of course, House in the Solarian Sea. By far, oh my, my favorite book of 2022. My right? favorite book as well. Favorite book of 2022. How um, And yeah. I was explaining to her about how it's realistic fantasy, but it has a really beautiful understory mm-hmm. about the, the the truth of what's going on in our foster care system. But it's mm-hmm. this beautiful love story, and she's like, "Oh, I love fantasy." Fifty Shades of Grey was amazing. What? Okay. This makes I, my librarian I, head hurt. I, I understand the kind of fantasy she, she was mean, talking about. Does she mean that it's like romance with a with a with like a sexual fantasy? I think she defines fantasy as in like sexual fantasy, because there are as in fantasy like, romance like Akatar series, which I've now finished right. the first three books in. Oh my gosh, I love it so much! I'm sure, I'm sure here it's fantastic. But I was just. My brain froze for a no. second. That's that's and like I was just like I and normally you know I have something start. to say. You know I have you know I have something to say yeah. about Fifty Shades always. But she really short circuited me for a second and it was like <laughs> beep boop boop and, and like then they called me over to wash my hair and I was like talking to the little shampoo girl and I go, Did she say Fifty Shades of Grey was fantasy? And the shampoo girl who's twenty two, twenty one looks at me and she goes Yes. And I go, no, no. And I, and I'm just sitting there looking at her and she goes, I thought Tolkien was fantasy. That's high fantasy. <laughs> and I go, I, you're on the track. Yes. That's, love. that's at least closer than fucking 50 shades of gray. <laughs> um, oh I, I, I mentioned oh. that I was going to start a smutty book club at work and I recruited right. more members. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. I don't think my boss thinks I'm serious, but I'm 100% serious. I, It'll be fun, I now though. have uh, three other people that want to read smutty books with me. Good. And I'm like, Do it? yeah, let's because because the children's like librarian that reads porn. Because <laughs> like, you need more um, books to read. Like, you need a hole in the head. I probably will just do pod books because next <laughs> month we're doing all romance anyways. So. I mean, you are starting one of my favorite romances. So I did. I started that today. That I've, yeah. I've, I've read the first three January books at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, you're so, so speaking of January. Yeah. This book. This, so this is what we're actually talking about for season four premiere episode one. We are talking about this book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by Gabrielle Zeven. You know, I told my brother-in-law who's in the air force. He loves to read. He's doing like a little mini book club with the girls. Mm-hmm. And he asked me and he goes, did you read anything good on break? And I go, Oh my God, I just read this book. It is so pretentious, but you're going to love it. Molly. 
Okay, so first of all, shout out to uh, my friend Kelly. I've known Kelly. She's in Ohio. I've known Kelly since she was a middle schooler and I was a high schooler. and We were in youth group together. Um, And Kelly is a fan of the pod and messaged me on uh, Instagram and was like, you guys have to read this book. And I thought, okay, cool. We love fan suggestions. Please have a fan, fan suggestion. DM us on socials or hit us up anywhere. Or email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com. Visit our website, the website. Leave a comment. Bookbestiespodcast.com. Instagram. Yeah. We, we love fan suggestions and we, we pretty much always read them. And yeah. um, How Some Cerulean Sea was a fan suggestion. Um, Word. Leslie, Thank you, Leslie, by the way. We loved and that it book. Was amazing. So amazing. I didn't even read what this book was about i just threw Same. it on the pod because i was like fan suggestion we're gonna do it and when i started this book i was like this book is so motherfucking pretentious molly is going to motherfucking hate it it's not that it's not it's the language mm-hmm. it's the language mm-hmm. there are times where let's just talk you, about it yeah let's, you let's you need a degree from mit or harvard I have this. a language degree. I do too. We are both I have English a majors. In language. <laughs> All right, let me give a synopsis. First synopsis of season four. Sound good? Yeah, I guess. Fine. You know what? Fuck you. Wait, synopsis. Oh, it's first fuck you of the season. First fuck you of the season. Should we keep a fuck you count? <laughs> You tally. I, I have Fire to show up. off. You guys might hear this instead of a bell. Molly got Nurse Katie and I these little goats. So you might hear that instead of a bell. I sent them like some. Oh my gosh. Amazing bit. bookish stuff. Oh no. Like amazing bookish stuff. I've been using my journal and my bookmark. Like, yeah. I've shown them all. That off. journal's so cool. Though. And Nurse Katie actually sent me um, an embosser. And you oh can check our God. social media. Yeah. I did a video about this, but um, that's from the library of april watkins which is just really fucking fucking cool all right synopsis first synopsis of season four all right sam and sadie met the first time for the first time when they were kids sam was in the hospital recovering from reconstructive surgery on his foot after a car accident that killed his mom Mm -hmm. sadie was visiting her sister who had cancer the two became Mm -hmm. fast friends by playing by playing computer-based video games but after falling out, they hadn't spoken in a decade when they are suddenly reunited in a train station in Boston where Sam is attending Harvard and Sadie is attending MIT. Technically, they're in Cambridge, not Boston, but whatever. Whatever. Um, from the serendipitous day, Sam and Sadie begin building games together and form their company, Unfair Games, along with mm-hmm. Sam's roommate and eventual love of Sadie Marks. In addition to these three characters, there are other game creators whose stories weave throughout the book, including Dov, Sadie's professor, and X. The book is a story about an intimate friendship that rivals any sexual relationship that Mm. either character has. There is loss, life, and love woven throughout the story about building games for others to enjoy. You want the questions? Let's do this damn thing. Let's get into the questions. Let's do it. All right. This book was a Goodweeds. Nope. That's not how you Goodweeds. say that word. That's not how you say that word. No. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong, oh Molly. Wrong. This book was a Goodreads winner for 2022. Okay, fine. It was Goodreads. also a fan suggestion. We said that. Word. Again, that's my that's my friend Kelly from Ohio. Um, so Kelly here's the first Ohio. Question. Thank you. Kelly in Ohio. Thank you. So here's our first question. Um, did you like it? I loved this book and I hate that I loved this book. Same. Um, so did you see the hype? I see the hype. I mean, it is a beautiful yeah. anthology of yeah. not just friendship, but a history yeah. of, of a, of a, yeah, a company that started from nothing. It, it was so mm-hmm. enthralling and as a fan of, like, this is my favorite pastime. Yeah. Gaming is one right. of my favorite hobbies. And I think I you would learning. like that aspect of it. You know a lot yes. more about gaming than I do. Yes. Um, and look, some of it went over my head. Mm-hmm. I did I, I did get a Kindle this, you know, for Christmas. And we, mm-hmm. I'm using the paper white and I'm reading with the dyslexic font. Hashtag but not sponsored. Of, hashtag not sponsored. You... Amazon, you want to sponsor us? I mean, we tried, actually, but that's a whole other conversation. We did try. We did try. They didn't want to. Anyways, they don't want nothing to do with us. Sucks for them. Anywho, but it got to the point where some of these, I mean, I was highlighting words and sending them to you. Mm -hmm. 
like I'm I mean, you text me, you were looking upward. I have a bachelor's degree in English education and a master's degree in library science. And I was Googling words. And I was reading I, the physical copy, not the ebook. So I was literally like pulling out my phone or going on the computer and Googling. I it. I started with the ebook and as soon as like the words getting bigger and bigger, even with the dyslexic font, I was like, I Yeah. Audiobook. This was like, not the book for you to to try to read through. Like I know no, that occasionally I mean, you like to read a physical book and make yeah. yourself do it. Very Will Trent of you. Um, and but which amazing show by the way. I, Bravo, yes, yeah. Bravo. And Mark Paul Gessler. Oh my gosh! And what a perfect mm. chef's mm. kiss of Will Trent. He is exactly yeah. how I see when Will. He's snarky. He's He's a he's little snipe. He's dry. Yeah. He's weird. He's exactly I who I had a crush with that story, though, because I've only read the first book, and so I don't. Okay, so do we totally we off topic about it later? Because that's off topic. Yeah, let's well, totally off topic. But I will. If you guys want to hear, I will explain at the end of the okay. episode what they did for Will Trent. Okay. I will do bonus after okay. if they want. But also, um, but also, I just want to say Zach Morris grew up real nice. Zach Morris. Bro, is he not the perfect villain? Okay, you remember how we watched that show that nobody else watched about the baseball player? Yes! I fucking loved that show. He was so good in that. Oh my gosh. He was so sexy in that. (laughs) Such a good movie. Show. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the book is pretentious. It's pretentious. Pretentious. Um, And it didn't need to be... but, no, but it is it's, it's so well good. written it's, it's beautiful so it, good if i got history like this mm-hmm. if you gave history in this form the way they did this you would have so many more kids reading history books oh yeah but listen to this this is the quote that i wrote down in this awesome journal that you got me why wouldn't you tell someone you loved them? Once you loved someone, you repeated it until they were tired of hearing it. You said it until it ceased to have meaning. Why not? Of course you goddamn did. Right. Like, that is, that is, yeah. And the what other thing I-, I like about this is it takes place over such a significant amount of time. And this their is whole, something- Almost their whole lives. Oh, right. And this is something that you and I talked about in the pod before. It's a male and a female. And what don't they do, Molly? Fuck. They never fuck. They never have sex. They are friends. But they aren't. You they, know they aren't. They love each other, but they're never going to be an intimate relationship. Like, I should say a sexual relationship. Their relationship they're heterosexual. is pretty fucking, they, it is a fucking platon- intimate. It is a platonic, intimate friendship. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like there is a lot of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, women have that all the time. You see that all the time where women have female besties from like birth till death. You know what I mean? Where they? I'm not totally sure them. that Sam isn't autistic as well. Oh, aut- he's autistic and she is. They both yeah, are. Yeah, she probably is too. They're both um, on spectrum. Absolutely. Um, But I, I, I don't know. I, I liked that they never got together. I liked that. I didn't love that she slept with Marks and that she and Marks had a relationship. But I think it was an inevitable thing. Well, something think, had to happen because that I, was. I feel the like um, Marks was just something had to happen mm-hmm. to split them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was already a divide, mm-hmm. but Marks was always going to be that divide in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was always going to be that major fork in their relationship. Yeah, be it. A decision on a game, be it splitting the company, mm-hmm. be it picking up a game they didn't like. There was always going to be this yeah. massive divide. The fact, I'm sure you have a question about this, but the fact that it was the way this went down and how mm-hmm. marks happened. I have and, a question about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that then. But and it had to go that way. I just want to as say, an author, it had to. You you said that they were both heterosexual, but they're not not no Um, i was thinking jay and hetero life mates i was going into jay and silent bob how they are hetero life mates and i was like um i'm not sure that sadie isn't straight she definitely had one moment where she kissed a a a girl marx's girl they were high they were high they were high i think that the girl marx's girlfriend wanted to do that maybe more than sadie did but um yeah but But i think sam mentions that he's had both male and female lovers 
I think Sam does. I, I think Sam is asexual. Mm, probably. I don't think he sees gender. I yeah. think it's more of an attraction. Yes. And, and he does talk about not understanding why people even want or need sex. Like that's not right. He, it's he more mentions of a, that masturbation is better for him. So because I mean, it's less work. I mean, let's not lie. <laughs> and he is a guy that prefers his time to be useful. <laughs> he is a man that prefers his time to be useful and that is a like, quick and easy fix jerk it off and move on go make just move on it. man he can do it in a shower he can make it a part of his morning routine and just fucking go along with it whatevs like his I get morning it. routine includes getting in a shower shit, shower masturbating shave, in the shower <laughs> it's shit shower masturbate shave brush your teeth Go get breakfast. Get your coffee. He never got in. dressed. He's just naked at the breakfast. Yes, okay. he's definitely naked at the breakfast. Next question. <laughs> he didn't dry off either or do his hair. He's just covered in. Well, in, I believe he probably he didn't. He didn't his wash hair. his body either, so he's covered in shit. And I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not sure that he. Ew. And I'm not sure that he is autistic and not just somebody that has some serious PTSD because of the accident with his mom and like that. Right. I mean, personality. Like, Who knows? And Who knows? we're. And I mean, honestly. They are slightly unreliable narrators. We're mm-hmm. only getting a little bit of information from mm-hmm. them in that time frame. We're not seeing the whole picture. Right. We're not getting both sides. And it's third we person. Literally it's, getting... not, it's not first person. No. It is literally their story mm-hmm. in that moment. And that's it. Yeah. And there it's are parts, it. and we'll talk more about this later, but there are mm-hmm. parts of the book that aren't even written in third person. Yeah. All right. Sam and Sadie have an uneven relationship throughout this book, partly because of Sam's disability. We see this first when Sadie contacts Dov for his engine, and then again when they choose the Opus computers over cellar door games to release Ichigo. For I have two questions for this. So do you okay. think that Sam's disability ultimately led to their falling out due to Sadie's built-up resentment of just, like, always giving in to him? No, I think their falling out had to do with <laughs> miscommunication. Mm. I think neither of them knew how to communicate. I don't think they they needed it. They needed a mediator, mm-hmm. and that's where you know Marks, Marks came in. in. Mm-hmm. And if Marks wasn't there to mediate, and Marks knows that he was there to mediate, like mm-hmm. he knew that was his job, mm-hmm. he was cool with it. Mm-hmm. But without Marks there to like. It just didn't happen. Well, it kind of reminded me, their relationship kind of reminded me of the relationship of the game creators in Ready Player One. Yeah, a little bit. They they had a woman who was sort of the mediator between their personalities as well. Mm-hmm. And Marks kind of plays that mediator between the two of them. Yeah. This is common when you have two people who are very highly intelligent who are creating something together. They need a third person to like rein it in like you've mm-hmm. got to be human you have to do things like pay the bills and have an attorney yeah. and like that kind of stuff that like marks was taking you have to have a grown-up right you have to have a grown-up he was their grown-up realistic yeah mm-hmm. yeah that has to be realistic i honestly think mind. that's what bothered me about him having a relationship with sadie was because it was him picking sides he had he never picked sides, sides between the two of them oh he always picked sides you until he got in a relationship with her he always picked Sam. He always picks Sam. I he think loves he did Sam. A much better- I think he loved, I could even say, I will, I will even defend this. He loves Sam more than he loves Sadie, hands down. Sam was this little brother. I don't know if I agree with more than, but I Or as much. I will say, okay, I will defend as okay. much as Sadie. Yeah, I as agree with that. As much as Sadie. I agree with he that, loves- but you stop. You stop, uh, you, you pick a side when you're fucking someone and that's the person you're fucking, especially if love is involved and they <laughs> loved each other. Yeah, but he wasn't. And they were going to have a kid then. together. I, I think he, I think, he, I think the problem was that he switched sides. Yeah. I can agree with you that he favored Sam more than Sadie initially, but when he switched sides to Sadie, I think that was the big problem. That was the beginning of the end. I think so. All right. So. Yeah. Assuming that we had the opportunity to okay. um, have a contract with two different companies. Oh. Okay. Like they do in the book. Okay. Um, so one of the contracts, which was a um, Cellar Door Games, mm-hmm. would allow for them to make a, a second game within three years. And it didn't mm-hmm. have to be a sequel. 
and they wouldn't make as much money initially, but they could get royalties from the game forever, basically. Yeah. Or the Opus Computers deal was um, they were going to put the game on the new laptop, gaming laptops that they were manufacturing Mm -hmm. that would be out for Christmas. They would also like advertise the hell out of Ichigo Mm -hmm. and they would give a huge sum of money, sum of money up front and they had to make a second game within a year and it had to be a sequel. So which of those deals would you pick? Mm -hmm. Let's just think of it in terms of podcasting. Like, this was the same deal, but podcasting. What would you pick? I honestly would have stuck with what Sam did. Really? And the reason is because looking at it as a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. fuck the money, mm-hmm. okay? Without that promise of launching it, mm-hmm. without putting it on that computer, without making it a part of everybody's household by making it on the TV and putting doing this huge media yeah. blitz. It wouldn't have been what it is. Yeah. I think you wouldn't have had the Ichigo didn't have the legs on its own. I didn't. It's a beautiful game. It's smart. It didn't have the legs on its own. I think Ichigo wouldn't have been the novelty that it came became. Mm -hmm. I don't think you would have had like the Ichigo lunch boxes and all that kind of shit because cellar door games wasn't as big. They weren't going to be able to market it. I mean, it came, it came like, remember when we all got, uh, pinball on our computers mm-hmm. as kids, mm-hmm. and we lost our shit. Yeah, it it's that right. Yeah, but the other side of that is, and the part that I didn't mention was that Opus Computers were real dicks to Sadie. Oh, terrible! Human they beings. were very sexist. Didn't want to mm-hmm. even acknowledge her as the. She basically created Ichigo. She did create Ichigo. Sam didn't know how to code to the ability that she no. did, and they were dicks to her. And honestly, that would have been enough that it would have turned me off too. Same. If it was, if they were treating me the way they treated Sadie, yeah, I'd be out. Yeah. But from a logical non-gender, yeah, third person Without part that of information, in, you take the yes. you take the more money. I'm taking the money. Yeah. I'm taking. I'm looking the long run. It should go. That right there is the nest egg we need to start our business. Yeah. Period. And I think Ichigo going to Opus gave them the opportunity to make their own business, whereas the other deal with Cellar Door Games, they probably always would have been, they would have Cellar been Door like Games. and Simon. They would have been yeah. under Cellar Door Games. They would have never had their they own They wouldn't net. have had unfair games. No. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about Sadie as a character since I mentioned their okay. uneven friendship. So uh, Sadie has several relationships in this book, but the two longest ones mm-hmm. are with Dov and Marks. Dov is a sadistic partner that targets his students, and Marx is the good guy who has always been her biggest fan. The one guy she never dates is Sam. What mm-hmm. did you think of her relationships? Man, this girl's fucked up. So fucked up. Like, the fact... I want to talk about... I'm going to start with Dov. Mm-hmm. Because we were barely getting a glimpse of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was so resigned at the end when she was leaving him, leaving him for the, for good, mm-hmm. finally. Mm-hmm. And he handcuffed her to the, oh the bed and she just picks up the phone and calls Sam and just like, hey, it's going to be a little bit longer than Not I planned. Come sorry. Me. I thought she was picking up the phone so that she could ask him to come get her. No, she's cool with it. She's good. Whatevs. It's fine. Not a big deal. Mm. Like, mm. it's just, what else has she dealt with that she's just like, it's cool. Not a big deal. Whatever. Well, I think she has that uh, sibling of a terminal ill patient thing going on, right? So don't make a fuss. Her You're sister, not the problem. You're not her sick. Her sister was the problem. The one that had the problem. So she had to be the one that made herself small. Um, and she continued I, to do that. I think that's part of the reason for her breakdown. Mm-hmm. 100% the reason for her breakdown yeah her, one her parents should have had her in therapy as soon as her kid sister got sick because yeah. it affects the whole family not right. just the one kid right two she never she never apologized for using sam mm-hmm. she, you know and nobody helped him. whether she thought of it as a game or not she did use him and the fact that the only person in her life that was like, hey, this is fucking wrong was her grandma mm-hmm. makes it even more skeezy. Yeah. Like, it's cool. 
he's just the Asian kid. Don't worry about it kind of thing. Like it, it, it reeks of early 80s Republican. Does that make sense? I don't agree with you because her grandma straight up told her this was not okay. You need to stop doing this. Right. But like, I'm saying like the behavior of like a wealthy entitled person in the eighties. That's what I mean. It it, it reeks of an eighties entitlement. Okay. I can concede that, but I'm not going to concede. I'm not, I I shouldn't have put a party to it. Forgive me for that. I shouldn't have put a party to it. First of all, her family was Democrats. That's made very often in the book. Oh, right. And they were very entitled. But so, oh, I'm mixing books up now in my brain. Anyways, not the point. I'm just going to. We're struggling because we're reading so many books at one time now. So right now. I um, I but, can't believe how Dov was to her. And ha- I, the way that the author just like glides over it. Like there's one time he peed on her, but she didn't like that. So he didn't do that again. And I was just like, what? I literally said, what the fuck? And Tom like, was like, what's too. going on? And I was like, this book just got like one sentence weird. of weird. Um, it's just more of the fact that she stayed connected to Dov. Yeah. Like, dude. And I I feel so like she thought nasty. she didn't have a I know. And I feel like she didn't she felt like she didn't have a choice because she was using his engine. Yes, you always have a choice. But guys, li- children, mm-hmm. listen to me. Mm-hmm. You always have a choice. Yeah. If you are ten, you are ninety two. You always have a choice. And he, it wasn't an exchange. Dov didn't say, I'll give you my engine if you fuck me again. You always have a choice. Yeah, he didn't. He agreed to give the engine. I don't care if you're gay, straight, bi, trans, non-binary, male, female. I don't fucking. Ha- you always have a choice, gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You always have a choice. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That went a different way. <laughs> that went away a different way. I was frustrated. I Dobbs irritates me, and just it's so nonchalant and. Marx wasn't that good of a friend to her, and neither was Sam, because if they knew, mm-hmm. if they truly knew. Mm-hmm. And they did. Like, they they talked about it. They saw the bruises I mean, on her. They talked about it. If you saw a bruise on my face right now, and you know very well, I tell you when I fall, I'm a fucking klutz. Mm-hmm. If I fell in the driveway, you would know about it. So mm-hmm. I have a bruise and you don't know about it. 95% certain you're driving up here to see what the I'm fuck's going on. I'm driving the four hours and, um... And you're calling Katie and she'll probably be here before you because Katie's batshit crazy, I think, a little bit. And I love that about her. If he lives further if, away, Molly, I would probably still beat her. I know, but... I don't know. Katie scares me a little bit. And I love... Baby, I love you, but you scare me a little bit. You got a little feral in you. Just like I do. And I, and I respect it, but it's scary. It's She's great. the middle, middle child of many children. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's... <laughs> That makes sense. My husband's the middle child. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So, um, but I don't know. Dov felt like a, an incomplete character to me. As in-depth was... as this book is, as in-depth this book is, and as detailed and as pretentious and as mm-hmm. many big words it used, there are a few characters here that just don't feel, feel filled out. Yeah. But I feel like the reason that he's in this book is to be, to prove the point that women were just not respected in this industry. Well, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it definitely gives you an error of where game started, right? Right. Because he was also from, was he from Asia, India? I don't want to screw, be rude. Um, he was from Israel. Israel. Okay, so the Middle East, yeah. But games were being made in China, Japan, mm-hmm. I mean, in Asia, India. Like, mm-hmm. it, that's where games were, be, like, technology was Valley. being built. And Silicon Valley at that time. So mm-hmm. it makes 100% sense that this man was pulled from Saudi Arabia, like, Arabia to be here, but... From Israel. From Israel. Oh, my God. I am just awful today. <laughs> But anyways, it makes sense that he'd be pulled because of that. It's just, he doesn't respect women, period. No, he doesn't. He really I don't doesn't think respect- he likes himself enough to respect anybody. Mm, no. All right. No. So when the team moves to California, Unfair Games begins to release games created by other people, including Ant and Simon. I'm not a gamer, but I know you are. And of all the games that were made in this book, which one would you want to play? Oh. Honestly... 
the game Sam made for the Pioneer Town. So I loved my favorite. Okay, so Farmville was great. Mm-hmm. I'm I like Sims. My current game fixation is I was doing beta for a te- game, and now I'm caught up on it, so I'm just playing it. But it's that style. It's a casual, mm-hmm. slow mission kind of yeah. game, and I love that stuff. Like. My favorite game growing up was Oregon Trail. Yeah, always. Too. So, like, mine too. That I, I I like the interactive feature of it, but I don't know. Like for me, it would be a toss up between that one and I've never played an MMO before. But I thought Maple Town would be it. For Maple me. Town would be cool. I because I like that kind of thing where you're like community and you're building. And I did play the Sim Sims mm-hmm. for a while, but I never played. I like, like that too. I never played like interacting with other people like I just mm-hmm. had my own thing well um, World of Warcraft I mean eh, yeah eh, I, Tom loves that that's not my thing um I, it's just too much it's too intense right I like, like playing a lot of like I play a lot of games on my phone that you like go through a journey yeah. and you build and, yes yeah like the, the strategy was, the role playing right. I love those and there was it, this game that I think it's called Play First is the company, but they were on Yahoo. Yahoo had a gaming mm-hmm. free game site, and there right. was a game called Chocolatier, and I yeah, played I remember all that. of them. I that was loved on- that. Oh, I know where that was. What? That was on the can. Remember when Hershey's had their own candy website, and it was all games as a kid? No, I don't remember that. Yahoo had it though. It was on it, Yahoo's website, right? But before it, it was-, was owned by Hershey. Oh, really? They you, bought like, it from where she was around the world, website. buying recipes and buying ingredients and making chocolate and building a chocolate um, empire. I loved it. I wonder if I can find it. Hershey had, it was like Lifesavers and, um, it was a long well, time set, ago. This was set like in the, I don't know, early 1900s. Oh, I Googled internet website game Hershey and it came. <laughs> the hockey team Hershey Bears. Molly, that is like the worst Google ever. My gosh, this is why people still need librarians. <laughs> All right. When Marks and Sadie finally get together, they hide their relationship from Sam for a full year. Was this a good decision Duh. for the company? And what about for their friendship? Okay. Of course they hid it from Sam. He was going to go batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, one, Marks knew he loved Sadie. Mm-hmm. So he betrayed his friends. Mm-hmm. Two, he knew it was inappropriate because they fucking own a company together. Mm-hmm. Three, he knew his job was to mediate. So yeah. Marks knew what he did. He was hi- he was hiding it. Well, he didn't want to hide it, but he was nervous about what Sam was going to say. But he thinks he can control Sam, right? So I'm going to do this. That's a screaming goat for those who don't know. I have a real problem and I need everyone to listen to me. If there is something that you are doing in your life that you cannot tell the person and people that you love and trust the most, 100%. you should not be doing that thing. That thing it, is not you for you. You have to lie. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. So you have it was to not a good choice for their company or their friendship to hide it. You know that little gut feeling you have when you're, like, telling a white lie mm-hmm. or you're, like, skimming the truth? Mm-hmm. That. That's yep. what he was doing. Yep. That's exactly what he was doing. He was a terrible friend. Yep. Sadie wasn't any good either. Well, Marks didn't want to hide it, but Sadie did. Oh. And Sam knew anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. After the release of Maple Town, the book talks about the history of marriage equality. Aunt and Simon get married in San Francisco. Their marriage mm-hmm. is declared invalid a few months later, which is actually historically accurate right um sadie suggests that maple town allow characters to get married gender is never specified this leads to the major climax of the book and trigger warning here right gang uh when two angry and armed protesters enter unfair games set on killing sam because he's the big driving force of this game his character is the mayor the mayor right like the monopoly man mm -hmm. like he's the face of the game yeah but Sadie and Sam are in New York City promoting Sadie's newest game. Unfortunately, the gunman... Which just sounds really cool, too. It does. The gunman short shoots Ant once and marks three times and then kills himself. 
Mm-hmm. Ant recovers from his injuries, but Marks eventually dies. And we actually read the story as if we are Marks as a player in a game. Yeah. Did you like the point of view change? It, it just, it broke my heart slower. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart slower. I really it thought he was going to recover. I mean, there was so no. much like. I knew as soon as, as soon as I gunman entered that building, mm-hmm. I was I like, was you motherfucker. As soon as I did that, I paused the book and I, I. I curse authors every once in a while. And this is what I did. I go, you fucking bitch. I go, you didn't have to. No. You, you got her pregnant. And, 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 and you, her you, pregnant. you made her fall in love. And you made Sam cool with it. And and you, you made everybody fine. And the, like they're fixing their shit. And now you're going to fucking kill him? And you're going to tear them apart? And both you Sam bitch. and Sadie as the survivors, they are going to have issues with feeling guilty that it was their fault, right? So Sam, yeah. Sam was the face of the game and he wasn't there and he was the person that they wanted to kill. And Sadie was actually the one that uh, made the idea for them to make Maple Town and then for the marriages to happen in Maple Town. Mm-hmm. So they're both going to have survivor's guilt because they, yeah. they both feel like they contributed to it. I don't think the book does enough to dive into that, but... Um, but I, you 100% see that they have it. 100%. Just, yeah. Um, but I, I really liked this point of view change because I thought it was really interesting. It's like person in a coma, but it's also video game style. So it, he goes back and forth for what's happening in his reality, which is that he's in a coma, medically mm-hmm. he's coma and they're all in the rooms and you know, what have you. Um, and then it goes to like what actually happened with the gunman and you make the decision to do this and you make the decision to do that and you know this and it's that second player like um, old textile game of Oregon Trail. Yeah. That's exactly well, what it, it is. Yeah. You know, it's it's a choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one. Yep. And something's going to happen. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't mean anything good's going to happen, but something's going to happen. But I didn't think that this storyline was I did not think this was the best way to have the falling out. It's not just about killing marks. I think that like this was I'm not saying that people don't get political and shoot up mm-hmm. places that happens unfortunately far too often. But um this didn't I mean, feel kindergarten a first grader did it killed shot his teacher this week. I know it happened here in Virginia. Yep. Where I am. Um I just don't think that this story fit in this book oh i think i honestly thought they were going to divide the company go their separate ways so did i like that's how i thought it was gonna go but as soon as like those as soon as those gunmen stepped in i go oh i see what you're doing as soon as she as soon as that first that page turned and we go gunmen i go i see what you're doing and i'm not even sure she was trying to make a point of no, I don't think protesting gay marriage. I think it was. I don't think it was that. I actually think what it was was um, how video. The idea that video games make you violent. Well, and <clears throat> because I they mean, actually honestly, directly mentioned that in there, right? Like he he didn't realize what it was going to feel like. Mm-hmm. He he. It, it doesn't feel like you think it's going to feel. It right. doesn't sound like it. Like you think it's going to sound. And yeah. And. The Columbine guys, you know, they were, if I can find this, I will back my statement. Mm -hmm. They said that they didn't, like, there was a statement about, you know, they said, wow, this is a lot harder than I expected it to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't realize that the guns were so heavy. These shooters, most of the time, have never shot a gun. Mm -hmm. And so, the first thing they... Truth about the Columbine guys, they but like gun users. I know. But well, the other guy that was there with him that didn't, the other guy that didn't shoot, he said, I thought we were just going to threaten them. We weren't going to actually, you know, kill anyone. Right. Like, he was just shot. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it's fucking wild, man. Yeah. It's wild. Like, and it's hard. Yeah. I just didn't think that, that, that this book needed that. I think that there was a better way for the company to fall apart. I don't think it needed that. But, okay. And it, Let's play devil's advocate. It's my... That my bell ringer for let's, this episode. Let's play devil's advocate to that for a second, okay? Okay. You're... They decide to get married, okay? Marks, mm-hmm. they get pregnant. Marks insists on getting married. Him and Sadie build this beautiful life. They She starts spending more time at home, making more child-based games because she wants to make her kid happy. And she one day decides that she wants to branch the the 
company off. Sam still wants to focus on what they're doing, creative, brilliant things. She wants to focus on kids. Uh Next thing you know, they fight, they divide the company, and she goes one way, he goes another. Sam drives his company to the ground, they come save them. That's how the movie, the book would end. I I mean... That's the only other way of doing that. That's basically the backstory of Ready Player One. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just... But to me, uh, a shooting, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I actually think it would have been better if they divided the company. And it looked like that was going that way because Sadie made her own game. But then when when he started promoting it with her, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, maybe they're going to, like, repair things and they're going to own the company together, but they're going to make their own games. It's, I mean, how many shootings have been blamed on gun violence, though? Like, on video game games. violence? Yeah, I know a yeah. lot. A lot. A lot. So, I mean... I'm sure that was part of this. I'm sure it like, was. I just didn't think it fit in this pretentious. No, it wasn't important. necessary, but I don't know how else this author could have taken us to the ending. Honestly. I think I would have preferred the falling out. I did not. It was not it for me. I think this needed it. But I think we have to move on from this question because I don't think we're ever going to agree on this. No, so. no, no. <laughs> so, all right. After Marx dies, Sadie, who is pregnant with his child, pretty much abandons unfair games. Sam is still Seriously. trying desperately to keep things going. He creates a game for her, by himself for the first time. Right. And that game is Pioneers. During this chapter, we are reading completely as if we are the characters performing their actions. What did really you think clever. of this chapter? So clever. Yeah. I knew who it was, though. I oh, mean, that was my next question. Did you know? I knew exactly. I knew it was Sadie. I knew as as, like, Emily was Sadie. I didn't get that Dr. Dallas was Sam. Oh. I thought the, the, I think, I knew they, I figured they were all Sam. I didn't, I didn't get that. I figured they were all Sam. It's just, I don't know. I, I have a love hate with this game. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was very sweet. Mm -hmm. It was very sweet. It has Sam written all over it. And especially Mm -hmm. since Sam doesn't know how to express his love. Mm -hmm. This is a very Sam thing. Mm -hmm. This is. The biggest love letter anybody could ever yeah. create for I mean, you. he put Easter eggs in there, like, Marx is there, and he's the, right. what is he, the horse breaker, which right. is what they called him. And like, he, Did you hang out with the theater kids a lot? Yeah. Okay. Do you get the joke of the Odyssey, like, when they're picking on poor Marx? Did you get that whole pretentious thing? It's... Iliad. The Iliad. Did and you get that? I didn't need to be a theater kid to know that because I am a literature major. <laughs> yes, I've read it. <laughs> it's just, that was hilarious. Yeah. But, um, but she had to know it was him. Uh, and she did. She admits she it. She had to know she it was him. She didn't want to, she didn't I want think- it, she didn't want to admit it to herself. I think she overreacted. Mm-hmm. She did. Yelling at him, being mad. And I get it. She needed somebody to blame. Mm-hmm. You can't blame the baby. Yeah. You can't blame the gunman. He's dead. Yeah. You can't blame your... Co- don't blame yourself, right? Right. So... And I, I think she was dealing with some pretty serious postpartum depression because, I mean, obviously she was... PTSD? Yeah, I mean... Survivor's okay. guilt? Survivor's There's just guilt, so yeah. much. I think that that the way that chapter was written at first, I was like, "This is so fucking weird," and then I was like, "Oh, this is cool." This in is the so book cool. is it the same font? Well, it has a different font. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Like, so, is it like text font, like a chat? Yeah, I'll show you. Let me pull up the chapter. I should have looked it up. Um, gosh, where the fuck is this chapter? I don't know. Get your life together. Um, can't remember i can't remember shit it's good okay this is where he dies so it's after that um did you have a favorite character like sub character that wasn't the main three probably my favorite character was probably marks but um, yeah obviously he was one of the three okay so you get the the title of the chapter is uh-huh. in the uh, Western font of yeah um, of uh, Oregon Trail that Courier font or whatever yeah. uh, of Oregon Trail. It looks like mm-hmm. mid, it looks like a Western kind of thing. And yeah. then when they're chatting, um, oh, I guess it doesn't. Oh yeah, it has um, 
it looks like a chat box. Nice. Okay, so that's what nice. I had. But at first I thought that was really weird. This whole, it like took me out of the story, but then I started to see how it actually related to the story. Mm-hmm. And then um, Daedalus is a, a, a character from mythology that... Um, right. That it made sense that uh, that would be... Um, it was the he's he's an architect and he's a symbol of knowledge and wisdom and right. the sense that it would be Sam. Yeah. Um, all right. So after Pioneer, Sadie moves back to Cambridge to take over teaching Dobbs old class. What do you think of Sadie's teaching style? This was so stupid. You thought this so? was so stupid and unnecessary. I think. We get it. Gaming has changed. A you lot. had to show us that gaming has changed. Mm-hmm. We fucking know. Mm-hmm. We fucking know. You didn't have to, like, have her go teach the fucking class. She was freaking, you know, molested. It Not molested, but she was freaking coaxed out of to mm-hmm. inappropriate relationship with a teacher. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I thought I, it was an interesting choice. I liked her. It was definitely as, an interesting I liked choice. her as a teacher. And I really I liked, liked that she brought solutions back. Mm-hmm. And I know that you and I had thoughts on that game. So did you want to talk about solutions? So for okay. those of you who are haven't read it in a while or have not read it, um, solutions is the game Sadie makes when she's in Dov's class. It's the second game she makes. And basically... Um, you work in a factory, and mm-hmm. if you do, like, super, super stellar and earn all the points, at the end, you find out you're a Nazi. I mean, either way, you find out you're a Nazi. Well, it's the, how much the you're The only way that you are not a Nazi, you can be, like, you can be a resistor, but you can't ever, you can't basically win the You game. can't win. It's That's the thing. Nazi. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her grandmother was uh, a European Jew during the Holocaust, so. Yeah. <clears throat> This might get me a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. This game was brilliant. Oh, I thought so too. It is so fucking brilliant. It's so and twisted. It is. So, it's a philosophy question. Mm-hmm. It's a philosophy question. It's the it's, train question. It's the train question. Don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. If I don't know what's going on, I'm not a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, you fucking are. Mm-hmm. And isn't that real life? Yeah. Isn't that real life? Yeah. You can pay not pay attention and wreck those coins all you fucking want, homie. But at the end of the day, if you're not paying attention, you're a part of the problem. Yeah. What a great statement. Yeah. It is brilliant. It would never get, it would never go on market today. Oh, it didn't go on market then. I mean, she it made would it for n- class. No. no. Like, it's brilliant though. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. And those that don't see it and get offended, mm-hmm. don't get it. And that's I mean, why it's they're offended. Totally offensive. That's the fucking point. It's the same. But thing that's with, the point. It's the same thing with To Kill a Mockingbird. Every time somebody tries to have it ban- banned because they're offended, it's like, supposed to be offensive. Supposed to be. <laughs> oh man! But I thought it was interesting that she went back there and and I don't and had that life. I just don't like, know. That, I, I I mean, what I is don't that? Know that, that like, showed character growth. Is it reparations? Her. Like. He feels bad, so he's giving her his job because he fucking took advantage of her? Like, I mean, I guess he was getting divorced for the second time from a former student as well. Gross. Yeah. I mean. Gross. Yeah. That's that's one of my new words. I mean, it's not a new word for me, but that's a new pod word. Gross. We're going to use that this season. (laughs) Molly will be using that this season. April Proverbs. And I'm going to make this face. Gross. You nasty. Oh, gosh. Okay. So in the in the end, another game company wants to make Ichigo 3. Sam mm-hmm. and Sadie attend a meeting together for the first time in several years. Sam mm-hmm. asks Sadie to make another game together. The book ends without confirmation that there, there will ever, that will ever create again. Sadie shares a new game she's worked on called Ludo Sex, Sectus, which is game six. Do you think yeah. they will work on this game together? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, for me, it was that, it was that hopeful glance as someone boards an airplane at the end of a movie and you're like, "Mm, yeah, we're going to get back together. It's, it's the, the lover making it to stop the plane. Mm -hmm. It's, 
It, it, it's, what is it in The Graduate? Him banging on the window, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just... It's the happy ending we want. Mm-hmm. We know we know who they are by this point. Mm-hmm. We know they may not last forever, but mm-hmm. we know we're going to get one more game. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's what we want. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I would kill for more Firefly. I would kill for more original Star- George Lucas Star Wars. I would kill for more OG Elvis, right? Like, there are things in this world we want mm-hmm. from these brilliant creators. Mm-hmm. We don't always get it. Yeah. And in this moment, these fans are going to get it. I think so, too. Um, there's one thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was unnecessary. Okay. The couple that... Marks was meeting the day he died. Uh-huh. That story was weird. Why was that in there? Whoa, that was loud. I apologize for that. But unnecessary. I get it. And I uh, and also after the shooting that happened while they were there, they were still trying to work with that company and get their art back. Like, dude, there was a shooting here. You don't have copies? Come on. I just I get it was Marks from Beyond the Grave going, You two need to work together. Yeah, but it was very cliche and unnecessary in a, yeah. from me. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit, man. It's just fucking bullshit. So that's all the questions that I have. And I know we didn't talk about Sam's mom. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that stuff. I just didn't feel like, I know that it helped, it made Sam who he was, but I didn't think it was relevant to everything. I mean, I don't know. I think we covered the basis. Yeah. The only thing, I, I want to know what you think, because- this is a more history-forward book than we cover. Mm-hmm. It is not a character. Mm-hmm. It, this is not a character-driven story. This is a history-driven story. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that difference? What do you think of that choice by the author? Um, well, for me, as somebody that doesn't really like historical fiction, mm-hmm. what I liked about this, and you're going to... I mean, because technically it is historical fiction. You're going to think this is funny. What I like about this is that she wrapped it in very pretentiousness. <laughs> For me, as pretentious as the writing was, I am a fucking sucker for that. That's why I was an English major. Um, and and Bro saying. And last season, <laughs> last season, Chessie came on an episode that you were sick and weren't able to come on. And we read um, Station Eleven. And you did not like that. And a lot of that was because it was a little pretentious. pretentious. And Chessie and I ate that shit up. <laughs> so. like, and, it's, and the problems with... The pretentiousness problems I had with Station Eleven weren't the same pretentiousness problems mm-hmm. I had with this book. This mm-hmm. book was more of a, sometimes we're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go, since she loved Shakespeare and all the other classics this mm-hmm. lady mm-hmm. loves to talk about. Which is also I'm gonna, part of Station Eleven. I am going to pull a Shakespeare quote to finish this. Okay. I think the lady doth protest too much. Uh-huh. When we push too hard against a wall... It's for a reason. Uh-huh. Why are we forcing this line? Yeah. You know what my favorite Shakespearean line is? Hmm. Methinks I was enamored with an ass. I was. I've dated several. <laughs> well, I can pull up records. If you'd like. <laughs> That's my favorite. Okay. So Miss Will Trent. Dream. Huh? Do you guys want Will Trent now? Um, or next week. We got to wrap up. You can you can tell us about Will Trent real quick, and then I'll share what we're going to do next week. So for those that are watching Will Trent that aren't fans of the series or haven't read the series and Only are read the first one. Totally right. disturbing. So why you're confused, that first book's super graphic. Mm-hmm. 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 It's not funny graphic. at all, and the show is funny. Super graphic, right? Because Will Trent's funny. The books are funny. That so the first one, okay, because we had to lay the groundwork. Will had to, okay. So Will busts, in the first book, Will busts a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And when in the and show. when we first on the show. So is he going to be busted right, somebody? But, so they busted a different cop. They're changing the storyline a little bit. I know, that's what I saw. They're changing the storyline a little bit. They're making him like Angie, which I'm not a fan of, but we're going to work that out when we watch the show. But this story is about him, Angie, and the guy that keeps calling him trash can were in the same foster care foster program together. Yeah, is that one right. of the books? Yes, it's one oh, of the okay. books. And that man was terrible. Mark, I as soon as I knew who Mark Paul Gosling was, 
I started getting upset. Like my tears, I was tearing up because I know who this is. Mm -hmm. I know how much of a villain this guy is. And I know what he did to Will. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it is so good. And this was written for the fans. Mm -hmm. This was such a Korean, like this is Korean slaughter, well, Karen slaughter I, going. I, I got I love to watch you. it with me and we, we are going to keep watching it. So it's so good. Okay. All right. Let's what talk we're doing about this month. Pod shit. Okay. Fuck so Molly and her boobies. And your boobies? Movies. Oh. <laughs> Molly. All right. As a terrible. <laughs> Next week, we are reading this book, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And um, I, this book is not what I thought it was, but we're reading that one next week. And then, and that will be on, okay, so this episode premieres on the 10th, and this episode will be on the 17th. Mm -hmm. For our third episode of the season on the 24th, we are reading this book, Luckiest Girl Alive. And this episode will be hosted by our very, very good friend and honorary book bestie, Nurse Katie. Nurse Katie! It's not about dying kids. It is not a this great, is a that is a pick. trigger warning. That book is all just the trigger, trigger warning things. All the trigger. You haven't just even gotten to all the trigger warnings yet. I finished it today. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. All right. And then we're going to wrap out the month on the 31st with this big ass fat book, Illuminae. I didn't plan that. I swear to oh, God. But I it's, try to it's make... written. It's not lengthy. Um, it has, it's just the writing style. It looks long, but it's not. Um, and this is by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. And um, I read their little bio blurb today. Collectively, okay. they are 12 feet, five inches tall and live in <laughs> Melbourne, Australia with two long suffering spouses, two rescue dogs and a plentiful supply of caffeine. They met thanks to the international taxation law and stuck together due to a shared love of blowing things up and breaking hearts. Tell me That's you amazing. and I would not have something similar if we wrote a book though. Uh, 100%. So that's what we've got coming for the rest of the month. Keep checking our social media. That, you know what? If we write a book, guys, that'll be the day we use the name of the not friend friend. <laughs> that'll be the day. Um, do you want to tell everybody about our contest on our social media? Oh, yeah. Our contest. Okay. So um, we are running a contest. Is it? Sure. Our, what is drive. it under on our drive? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I'm in the wrong drive. I don't know. We are so not prepared. All right. Oh, uh, we're running is. a contest on social media. It's actually specifically going to be on Instagram. Yes, specifically. And if you put an entry in, it has to be on Instagram directly, guys. Directly. So how this is going to work is you are going to be creating our outro line. Yes. Instead of us well, saying bye, everybody. You are going to create what we're going to say when we sign off. This right, will be. I have it brought up. Do you need me okay, to read through no, it? Go ahead. All right. So the contest starts this week on Friday, Friday, January 13th, and it will run until January 20th. We will announce um, on the episode, the 24th episode on the 24th, which is when we're doing um, Luckiest Girl Alive with Katie. We're going to announce the winner then and mm -hmm. we'll announce it on socials. So um, you get one entry for sharing on the comment. Making your this comment. This is our, the sign off that you're recommending. You get another entry if you share it and another entry if you tag a friend. Okay. So we will be counting and giving you the extra entries. Um, the tagline has to be related to our pod. It can't just be like, fuck but off. It, it, that's all, although, folks. Although that kind of might not be a terrible <laughs> Later, fuckers. Later, fuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it needs to Please be PG so we can use it on socials. I fine. We yeah. Um, original content, so you can't use something like that's all, folks. It can't be good night and good luck. You have to like actually come up with something that's related to us and nothing that's copywritten because we aren't going to get in trouble for this shit. No, no. So, so what do you win? Tell them what they win, April. Okay, what do you win? You will Other win. Hang out with us. <laughs> you will win a fabulous prize. <laughs> no, you are going to win a guest spot on our show. Uh, on our show. Yes. Literally. We have a space empty and clear ready yes. for you. You will be on our an episode winner. in May. Um, and we will be filming it 
uh, the middle of May or the beginning of May, and you get to pick the book. Like we That's don't right. have a book picked. You pick the book. Um, and don't fuck us over, homie. We would like it to be a book we haven't already read. Would be our preference, right? Right. Um, right. And well, and preferably one that is readily available to everyone. So if you've written a book but it's not readily available to everyone, no arcs, no yeah, like. Please pick a book don't... that we could that we could promote I mean, for you. I mean, other people. Yeah, I mean, if your book's on Kindle Unlimited, we want to support little authors, but you got to give us some sort of like. Yeah. Help your homie. Yeah. Like we're, we're trying to, you know, read books and talk about books with people and you don't have to be a bookster grammar. This is not happening. No. I have, this is for all of our fans. followers and I, all it of doesn't have to be that anybody, anybody that wants to come on books on book besties and, and share. Even if you want to, okay. You want to come on, you don't want to come on. You can still pick the book. And, yeah, and we'll talk wanna... about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that is what you're going to win. Um, and the contest runs from Friday this week till the 20th. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we will uh, make sure that your permissions are on your social medias that we can DM you. Because if you yep. win, we got to be able to tag you and DM you. Um, so, but it, it's on Instagram. It's Don't not on our like TikTok. Us. It's not on Facebook. It's not on email. It is specifically on Instagram. And you have to be liking us yeah. and, or following us like, and all that follow, jazz. share, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we can uh, we can get a winner for and a new sign off because right now we just say bye. <laughs> bye. We want to say something else, people. It's super awkward. You guys know it is. It is. You've been listening to this for three, four seasons now. You yeah. It's always you awkward. Know? It's always it's awkward. Yeah, yeah. So make us less awkward, please. I don't know if they can. This is your job. What are you doing with your lives? I, I don't know that anyone can make us less, <laughs> less awkward than we already are. <laughs> We're trying. That's all I've got. You got anything else? Book cart. It's beautiful. Isn't it glorious? I'm envious of it. And Tom's like, I just bought you two new bookshelves. (laughs) Which are not literally yet, but they will be here. I stole this from my children who acquired it from the Edmondsons in their uh, moving to Ireland liquidation. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Okay, gang. It is. We're hitting way past the hour mark. We We are done here. We're out of here. We'll see you later. Thank you for joining us for season four. We are so glad you're here. I cannot wait to read more books. April, I love you. I love you. And I'm going to, we're going to say goodbye now. (laughs) Bye fuckers. Bye. Stop calling people fuckers. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zeven. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, bookbestiespodcast.com.